guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing. Today we're going to talk about decluttering and um, what about the items? How about decluttering the items that don't have a designated spot in your home? Um, you've organized your whole house um, quickly. I'm not saying it's perfect. You, but you organized and now you have all these little items that weren't uh, donated, you are keeping, but now what do you do with them? Um, these are items that didn't have a home or a spot to go back to. Well, if you get to the end of, the, of a weekend where you've spent or uh, decluttering and you haven't found anything that will work for some of your leftover items, you, you can... Invest in additional pieces as your budget allows, but many times the items in your home will be able uh, to do the trick. Um, you may have to, if you haven't found anything in your home that you can, any empty bins or baskets to put, organize these items, you may have to buy some organizing items to uh, make create a home for them. Now, one of the toughest hurdles is the letting go of things. You know, we know they're clutter. We know um, we haven't used them. But what about, what if we need them someday? That is a question that always pops up in people's minds when they declutter. Now, I heard some uh, Peter Walsh say you know, a lot of these items that we think we might use someday, we won't use them. We, it turns out we just think we might need them. But if we do, we could probably pick them up at the nearest Goodwill. That helped me a lot, just knowing that, hmm, this spatula, will I need it? Will I not need it? Do I really need it? And letting it go, knowing that, you know what, I could probably pick another spatula up at Goodwill if necessary. Now I'm saying spatula, it could be a bigger, more higher priced item than that. But um, if it's, you know, a $40 salad spinner, maybe you found a $5 one at the Goodwill because you found out that you really did need it. I don't know how, but I'm just saying most items can be found again at the nearest Goodwill or Salvation Army or thrift store. Um, but also, if you may need it, uh, you may need it someday. Items, mementos, sentimental items, can be another really tough category to declutter. This is one of those areas where really only you can decide what is important enough for you to keep and store. Uh, the real decluttering, some people would say to get rid of all because it's just stuff, especially your sentimental items. It's not the actual person. You know, that kitchen table isn't your grandma. You just have memories of your grandma around the kitchen table. So um, 
you know, pictures of your grandma are what you need to keep and get rid of the table. Um, that's harder said than done, uh, harder done than said, but however that <laughs> phrase goes, but you get the idea. Uh, some people just believe you should just get rid of everything because it's not the actual person. But, um, you know, I can't, that's not how I uh, do things. So I know it can be hard for others as well. Some of those mementos could have significant meaning or value to you. And if that's the case, it's something that you really connected to, then I think it's okay to hold on to it. Uh, I had my grandma's table and I held on to it for years. I finally had had to put it into storage. Uh, it was falling apart though, but I held on to it. The chairs, the dining room table and chairs were all falling apart, but I wanted to keep on, keep them because it reminded me of my grandmother. So that's a real thing in my life. I finally did, finally, because it really was falling apart, not even just in the joints to where it could be fixed, but the wood was actually dried out and crumbling um, years before I put it in storage. Um, I think I had it in storage for a year before I finally decided I had no choice. It was going to be sad, but I had no choice, but... Uh, I did, someone did come that does uh, woodworking and they chose to take it and fix, replace the parts of the table that they could replace. And I was really happy to see that someone was actually going to uh, put some work and effort into the table. Uh, now, I haven't seen it or asked about it since because I'm just hoping that they really uh, were able to make use of the table. Um, but I loved it and I knew I couldn't do it and I didn't have place in my house. So even if I had hired someone and paid someone to fix it, I would have had to have... Um, I didn't have room in my home. I just didn't have room. It would just sit in the garage after it was fixed. So I was faced with that dilemma. I did keep one chair and I use it as an end table and I have some lace over it. And I did take the fabric from the cushion of the chair and uh, I will probably put that in a picture frame because I really loved thinking about my grandma and how she re-covered uh, the seat covers of her her chairs and to give you an idea those the chairs had fallen apart so much that my grandfather in the 80s had already taken some of the wood pieces traced around them and recut them and had already redid the chairs with some inexpensive wood so it wasn't like the furniture it was an antique, but it's not like the furniture was going to be worth anything and it was now falling apart again. But anyway, I said all of that to, because I understand sentimental. 
and uh, those are hard things to get rid of. But if you don't have room for them and you don't have the money to fix them uh, and they're just falling apart, um, go ahead and give those to someone that can take care of them or can fix them. So um, I, but things that do fit into your home that are really sentimental, as long as you're not holding on to a whole house full, I think having a few items is okay. I think it's fine to keep it a reasonable amount of sentimental stuff. Um, make a spot for your sentimental items and allow yourself to keep whatever will fit in that spot. If that spot begins to fill up and overflow, then you need to go through it again and see if there's anything that you can... Um, let go of. Now, if you get to a point where you spend your designated, you've spent a whole weekend decluttering, like maybe decluttering the basement or garage, and you realize that you still have quite a bit of work to do, you have a few options. You could take the time to finish the space, push back the rest of the timeline. Now, I'm talking to you, this is part two uh, of ideas to help you declutter your whole house in a weekend. Sometimes it's not possible to declutter your whole house in a weekend. So now we're talking about some other ideas that go along with that. If you did spend a weekend decluttering your house and you have areas that were so bad that they couldn't get done in one weekend, these are some ideas of how to handle that. Um, but nevertheless, if you get a point where you've spent a lot of hours in those spaces and you were not able to get it all done, uh, there's a few options. You can have take the time to finish the space and push back the rest of your timeline. Uh, you could spend the whole weekend just in the messy areas. And we talked about this in the video or the uh, podcast before this. You know, when you're taking a whole weekend to declutter your home, you've got to decide, are you going to take, depends on how much decluttering needs to be done. Are you going to concentrate just on the worst areas and get as much as that knocked out as possible or are you going to try to get a little bit done in every room of your home and if you're going to try to get every room of your home done um, then you're going to have to own, give up after a certain amount of time in each space you have to allot each space some time so you can either start with the worst and get as much done until as you can or you can go the other way and start in the easiest areas spend a whole weekend getting the easiest areas done and then in another six months uh, tackle the harder areas um, everybody has a different way of doing things but here we're assuming that we tried to tackle the entire house in a weekend so if you have room that is so cluttered that you feel like it's going to take up the entire weekend or another entire day, you could do that. I like to call, there's 
phase one and phase two. Uh, so it, phase one declutter instead of deeper full room declutter. In phase one, you go through the space quickly. First, pull out any trash you see and throw it away. Then instead of emptying out each bin and drawer and closet, you're just going to go really through it and clean it out. You're just going to, you know, go in, empty out, instead of emptying out any all the bins and drawers and closets uh, and doing a really thorough clean out, you're simply going to look into each one, pick out the things you know already off the top of your head that you never use and leave the rest of the items in their spot. They may not be as organized as you'd like them to be, but since you've cleared out a bunch of clutter, the room is primed to go in another, you know, to get, go in on another day and have extra time to do phase two, which is more thorough organizing space. Sorry. I said all of that to say you can tap, even though you're, you know, we've scheduled time for a whole weekend declutter. There may be spaces that you'll have to do a phase one and phase two, or, and that works for any type of decluttering project, whether you tried to do it all in a weekend or, or not. But phase one is just go through the space and take care of all the things you know you need to get rid of. I've already done that once in my garage, so now I'm gonna have to go through, do that again, because I emptied out my storage unit. Now it's in my garage. Again, you've heard me say this before, I had a party venue, I had to clean it out. I put it in storage for a year because I couldn't bear to get rid of the stuff because I loved the stuff uh, and had used the stuff prior to the pandemic. So it's not like this stuff wasn't used, it was well used. Okay, now it's been in storage for a year and gas prices have gone up. I no longer have a full-time, uh, well, I have a, now a full-time job, but I don't have the same full-time job I had before. Now I'm working for myself. I'm self-employed. I don't have a full-time job, I'm self-employed. So I did take the stuff out of storage and I have sold most of it, but my garage has a lot of party decor in it. So now I really need to go through it again. So for me, it'll be phase one, phase two, phase three. It could possibly be another phase four, but hopefully two more phases and I should uh, have a good handle on it. Uh, so that's just an example. I'm giving myself an example given using myself as an example of how those phases work all right now um here are some other ideas while you are decluttering here are some quick tips and tricks i like to use to make sure i'm being productive and this may help you too use a timer for some uh Use a timer so that you can race against the clock. 
Sometimes kids like that too. It keeps you motivated. You have to get that whole room decluttered within an hour and a half. Set the timer and go. Uh, that keeps you from getting on social media, checking your email. You're trying to beat the clock, so you're gonna. It's and you've eliminated distractions, and it will keep you focused. Um, set your time on your phone on do not disturb so that you d haven't built up all this momentum and then someone gives you a call and then you spend hours talking to them on the phone, which can happen. It's I've done it. Uh, and then that phone call goes into you checking your emails and, you know, watching reels. Um, you can get your phone can be a real distraction if you let it. Uh, and then be aware of your transition times. When you have finished decluttering one room and you're headed to the next room, don't start checking your email and social media and getting all distracted. Set that timer again for the next hour and a half hour or half hour, depending on the space. And uh, just keep building that momentum. Take some before and after pictures so that you um, can see the progress. You know, sometimes, you know, we can clean for, uh, we can declutter for a whole day and then look back and think, wow, it doesn't look any different than it did when I started. But if you go back and look at the pictures, It'll remind you of where you started and it'll give you, it'll help you feel a little bit better. Um, using your, now, if you are going back to the, um, go, getting your house decluttered in a whole weekend, if you've attempted to do that, don't forget to use your last hour of your declutter and I say around 3 p.m. Sunday to take care of some last minute things that you're going to have to have done before Monday. Um, you're going to make sure that you know where you're going to donate items. During your one hour wrap up time, decide on a time to drop off donation items or schedule a, a donation pickup. Um, you just did all that hard work and decluttered your house. You don't want to have the bags and items sitting in your garage or your car for a few months. You want to get that out of your house right away. Put time on your calendar and then photograph and post all your items that you want to sell. You can do that. You can wait and do that on Monday, but at least take all the pictures on Sunday during that your last hour. Take all those pictures, get them ready, so that on Monday you can go ahead and post them for sale. And if you have some time in the evening, that Sunday evening, go ahead and list them so that you can get that underway. And then set a time on your calendar if those items haven't sold in two weeks go ahead and donate them unless they're antiques then uh, I would I would probably wait a little bit longer I don't let go of antiques for free uh, so you and the pandemic has kept 
sell, you know, sell of these items are a little bit slower than they used to. Um, now, if you have any large items that cannot be donated, donated and you are throwing them away, schedule time within the next day or two to call your waste management service to see if they need to do a special pickup and ask about their policy for larger items. If you ended up with any rooms that will need a phase two decluttering, like we talked about before, like it might be a garage or those up north may have basements or that, um, that bonus room that you just threw everything in, the junk room, set a date and time to complete those spaces so that you don't forget about them and they don't just keep building up and building up and building up. All right, now let's see. And be intentional about the items that you allow to come back into your home. Put things back in the spot you created for them. Now, if your home still isn't decluttered, don't forget, if your room isn't still decluttered as you would like it to be, don't be discouraged. As they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. The clutter didn't get there in a day and some, or a weekend or a week, so it may take a little longer to declutter. But by completing a whole weekend declutter or a whole day declutter, um, you will have taken a huge step towards conquering your clutter and creating a beautiful and organized home. And that is something to be very proud of. Now go and reward yourself for any decluttering that you did and continue decluttering. It doesn't have to be Pinterest worthy. It doesn't have to be home edit worthy. It just has to get better over time. And, um, Build in good, better habits so that it'll stay that way. There are lots of systems out there that you can build into your habits, build habits, better habits. And um, the less stuff you have, the easier it will be to keep your house clean or to clean it when it, when it comes time to clean. You know, cleaning day or cleaning week will go a lot faster and a lot better. Um, for the most part, my house can get messy. But when I know I have Bible study on Saturday, it doesn't take me hardly any time to pick up my house and get it back in order. Now, once in a great while, I may forget to, vac uh, to dust. And I'll see that in the middle of the the Bible study and hope nobody notices. But I get my vacuuming done. I get my house picked up. I keep my uh, kitchen clean. And I have a place for everything. And so it's really easy to clean my house really, really quickly. Or pick up my house or to tidy up my house. All those terms apply uh, before... I have a company for Bible study. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this part two of decluttering your house in a weekend and what to do with all the stuff that you 
kept. And uh, if you were not able to get your house decluttered in a weekend, some we talked about phases that you can go through and uh, give yourself some grace. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be better. And um, I will see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you're on YouTube, thank you for watching.